Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. It's Friday the 28th of June. I'm Abby Bradford. Coming up, get ready for a heatwave to hit Kent. Those temperatures peaking on uh, on Saturday. So 31, 32, possibly very, uh, very locally a 33. Health experts are reminding us to stay safe in the hot weather. If people can stay in the shade or indoors, using sunscreen, covering up and increasing fluid intake. And final preparations for events to mark Armed Forces Day. It's a great day for all ages. It's a great day for those that have served in the forces. We can show how much we appreciate them. It's a great day for those that uh, live in the towns to have a good time. Kent Online News. Thousands of us will be heading to the beach this weekend as temperatures across Kent are expected to soar. Forecasters say it could go above 30 degrees here tomorrow and a level 2 heatwave warning in force across the country. Dean Hall from Met Office has been telling us exactly what to expect. Certainly over the next few days we'll continue to see some very dry weather with plenty of sunshine on offer as well. There will be some low cloud at times drifting in off the North Sea into parts of Kent and into uh, Sussex as well. For the weekend though, the heat that's building up across the UK, across western parts, transfers eastwards uh, for Saturday. So Saturday we'd like to see the uh, peak of the heat across the UK. And for Kent, we lose that east-northeasterly wind, the winds fall lighter and actually change direction. So we start to see a light south or southeasterly breeze. And with the very high temperatures that we've got at the moment, they get transferred eastwards. And I think by Saturday, we're looking at temperatures reaching the low 30s in parts of Kent, certainly north Kent, possibly 31, 32 on Saturday. So we could see very locally a 33, but I think 31, 32 will probably be the top temperatures for Kent and it looks like North Kent, like I say, somewhere around uh, Faversham, um, Canterbury, that those sort of areas will probably see the highest temperatures. Probably a little bit cooler towards the south coast, still temperatures low to mid-20s, so still very warm. But yes, certainly the, uh, the highest of the temperatures we like to see across northern parts of Kent during Saturday. Pollen levels are going to be uh, high or very high as well, so not good news for, for hay fever sufferers during this very warm and hot hot weather that we're going to be experiencing. With so many of us looking to get out and enjoy the heat, we're being reminded to drink plenty of water, use sunscreen and stay in the shade. Paramedics say this type of weather can see them receive more calls about things like dehydration and sunstroke. Rhiannon Roderick is from South East Coast Ambulance Service. So we are expecting some warmer weather this weekend and we know that people will be out enjoying it. But with that, that causes an increased uh, number of calls for the ambulance service. So we're expecting more calls relating to dehydration, heat stroke and, and sunburn and higher temperatures can also seriously affect people with kind of long-term heart conditions uh, and long-term health conditions or or high blood pressure. Uh, So what we'd ask the public to do is uh, look out for people, especially those who they know could be vulnerable. So older people and the very young are at higher risk of being affected. So please be extra cautious during the hot weather. And we're asking the public to support the ambulance service by remembering that 999 should only be dialed in the event of a serious emergency. And in terms of of self-care during during this period, if people can stay in the shade or indoors, obviously the sun's most dangerous between 11 and 3, so using shade under umbrellas or canopies, using sunscreen, covering up, 
um, and increasing fluid intake. So the normal recommended in that amount is about two and a half litres or eight glasses but during times of extreme heat it's really wise to to drink a little bit more than that. The only other thing I wanted to highlight was that if people are going to enjoy the warm weather and swim then please swim in lifeguarded areas because obviously places like lakes and quarries can be extremely dangerous. Uh, so I guess I'd just recommend that whilst they enjoy Armed Forces Day, just uh, please bear in mind that they will need to increase their fluid intake and use the, the covered areas and gain shade as much as they can. It would be really wise to take a hat and make sure that everyone has sunscreen on. So obviously looking after yourself shouldn't impact on how much fun you have, but we want to avoid anyone having any, any side effects from, from the extreme weather. So we are anticipating uh, a rise in calls. Often in warm weather, we get an increased number of calls relating to kind of dehydration, heat stroke and sunburn. High temperatures do affect people who have long-term conditions. So again, if I could just remind people to only call 999 in the event of a, of a serious emergency, that would be much appreciated. Uh, other advice is available using the NHS 111 service or by speaking to a pharmacist who will be available over the weekend. Temperatures are expected to cool down by about 10 degrees on Sunday. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, tributes are being paid to 65-year-old man who's died in hospital following a crash involving two cars on the A2. It happened on coastbound carriageway near Ebbsfleet on Tuesday afternoon, closing part of the road for about six hours. Len Alliston from Staplehurst was taken to a London hospital but later died. His partner described him as a much-loved and caring man. Crash investigators are trying to trace other vehicles which may have been involved. A man's been charged with assault after a woman was allegedly attacked in Herne Bay. Armed police were called to a property in Mickleborough Hill on Thursday morning and arrested a 25-year-old. He's also accused of criminal damage and has been released on bail to appear in court in August. A Kent dad whose four-year-old son died from a rare genetic disease has been told he can't have a Spider-Man headstone on his grave because of copyright issues. Ollie Jones passed away in December and was a big fan of the superhero. He's buried at Maidstone Cemetery and council bosses say the headstone needs to be approved by Marvel, but the family say they haven't been able to contact the studios. A church in New Romney has been forced to close its doors after vandals tore up hymn and prayer books and poured water over them. St Nicholas has been targeted a number of times over the last few weeks. A flower arrangement has also been destroyed and the remains of two small fires were found. Police are investigating and are keen to speak to anyone with information. More than 50 jobs are set to go at Kent College at the end of this term. Management and backroom staff at Mid-Kent College in Gillingham and Maidstone are being made redundant following cuts in government funding. Teaching staff are not expected to be affected. For the first time, a woman has been chosen to be Bishop of Dover. Rhodes Hudson Wilkin, who's been chaplain to the Speaker of the House of Commons, takes over the role from Trevor Wilmont after he retired last month. She'll cover the Diocese of Canterbury and will be consecrated in a service at St Paul's Cathedral in November. Events are taking place all over Kent this weekend to mark Armed Forces Day. Hundreds of people will be gathering for parades, band performances and even a Red Arrows air show. Medway councillor Howard Doe has been telling us more about the events in Gillingham on Saturday. 
what we're doing is celebrating our links with the armed forces, particularly the Royal Engineers and the Princess of Wales's Royal Regiment. And also now, of course, we have presence with the Royal Naval contingents. So there's going to be quite a good lineup of entertainment. We've got the local pipe band, we've got an infantry display, we've got a cycle parade. There's going to be some bridge building. You know, the engineers are going to show us how to do that. And then there's the lighter side. There's the the forces sweethearts and swinging sweethearts and so on and the military wives choir and then we've got the BAE band as well so it's quite a lot really for people to be enjoying and in addition to that there'll be all the usual sort of sideshows and so on all the way around you know we we want to pay tribute to our link with the, the armed forces we've got a very strong link and uh, more and more people are signing up into the reserves we want to say thank you to them for what they do and uh, really to make sure that they really know the absolute debt that we've got to them and also the fact that there are some super opportunities for young people particularly to actually occupy some of their time in a very useful way. So that's, that's really what it's about and above all it's fun. It's a great day for all ages. It's a great day for those that have served in the forces. We can show how much we appreciate them. I think that, you know, you've always got a link because they're doing this on your behalf. And actually, you know, the reason you don't have to do it is because they're doing it. And they're handling quite a lot of the difficult tasks that sometimes nobody wants to do. People who give up their time in this way to be available to serve their country, I think we owe them a great debt. We also have seen recently the debt that the country owes nationally to people who, you know, are in the Second World War. But there's been conflicts all the time since. It's a great day for those that uh, live in the towns to have a good time. It's great, great really for local people to see what their forces do and I think they'll find it very, very interesting. You can see a full list of events across the county on our What's On page. Kent Online Sport. Football and former Gillingham player has been telling us what it was like cleaning Gary Lineker's boots. Neil Smith started his career at Tottenham before he went on loan to the Gills and signed for them permanently in the 90s. He's been speaking on the KM Football Podcast about his time at Spurs. It was amazing. You know, we were there at the, I was there at the 87 FA Cup final when I you know, sort of first got into you know, that, that youth section, you know, when they played Coventry and you know, you're playing or you're training alongside Chris Waddle, you know. Glenn Hoddle, you know, Gary Mabbott, people like that. And then as you're going through, all of a sudden they sign Gary Lineker, they bring in Paul Gascoigne, you've got Paul Stewart, you, you know, you've got David Howe, you've got all these Naeem, amazing, amazing players, and, and you're training with them every day. It was amazing. So as a youth team player, my first job was to keep clean Gary Lineker's boots. That was my job. So that, you know, as an apprentice, you clean his boots and you're looking at one of the best forwards that England's ever produced. And, you know, you're, you're in the same environment. You're, I'm watching Paul Gascoigne and at the time when he come back from, you know, Italy, 1990, I'm looking at one of the best players in the world. Um, to then be a pro- professional when they win the FA Cup and you're looking at that team that won it, you know, again, you know, Gazza has that, that bad reckless tack- tackle that nearly ends his career. But I've got Sol Campbell cleaning my boots. So you're in that environment with all these amazing, amazing players and, and you, you just realise how lucky you were. But on the realist side, you're never going to dislodge them. They were such a good good bunch of players and stuff like that. So I had to take the realistic choice of, I could stay here, they wanted me to stay as a player, but am I going to play for Tottenham Hotspur when you've got all these amazing players in front of you? Do I want to stay here for the next three years and you know hope to get a chance or... You know, like I did in the end, I made a decision of going to Gillingham on loan. Loved every minute. You're playing for three points. There's, there's something at the end of every game. I could have I could have been a Tottenham player, but I was never a Tottenham player, if you know what I mean. But um, you know, I loved every minute when I walked through Gillingham's front door 
uh, and played. You know, there were some tough times, but you you were playing for three points at the end of it. I was the captain of the Tottenham, you know, reserves, and you're playing alongside Chris Hewitt and Terry Fennick, but not with the first team. So, Phil, yeah, it's a good thing that culture of being an apprentice, you know, cleaning the boots, and maybe not quite the same these days, is it for young players? No, I, I, good thing for you? I genuinely believe it was. You know, they've got the 23s now, and I I, I don't get the 23s. I think this, you still got. 20-year-olds playing against the same players they were playing against when they were 15 and 16. I don't see the progression. Whereas when I was playing for the reserves, like I was saying, you know, in front of me was David Howes. I might have had Paul Stewart playing because he was coming back from an injury. I had Gary Mabbott or, and you were learning while you were playing. You know, we played Arsenal in a reserve game, and I'm playing against Kevin Campbell, David Rowcastle, Colin Pates. You know, all these players because they were coming back from injury or something like that. You, you were playing against top top players, so you were learning. I look at it now and the first team players, it might be a bit too demeaning of them playing for the 23s. So where do the 23s learn about the reality of football and, and with the, the physicality? Yeah, no, game, I've, I've got cutting, you know, as I say, 17-year-old kid playing against Arsenal, Kevin Campbell gives me an elbow, I've got a slit under my eye, you get it sewn up, you go back out. Nowadays, there's no physicality to it. Arguably the most important thing that you probably missed out there was how much did Gary Lineker tip you for cleaning his boots? He still owes me, if I've got to be brutally honest with you. <laughs> I didn't like to tell him, but, you know, at Christmas when, when I didn't get a tip and Gary and Paul Gascoigne's handing out hundreds to his, I got a little bit jealous, if I've got to be brutally honest, so I ended up selling a couple of his boots. <laughs> if he scored a goal on a Saturday, they were sold down the local local pub for a couple of quid but um, no he was, a, he, was a, he was a genuinely nice fella but yeah the, the Christmas tip I didn't get Was you in awe of some of the players that you were with at the time or did you believe that you you believed that you you know deserved to be there in that sense Of course you're in awe with, of, of people like you know as I say Naeem Paul Gascoigne Gary Lineker but th- what they did they made you feel welcome You can listen to the full episode in our podcast section That's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.